0: hello everyone and welcome back to the zone blitz as always i'm vince miller joined by my co-host ashton overhaul ashton how are you doing this week yeah
1: fantastic it's March Madness is over so like that's that was kind of like our last bit of college sports for a while so we're just kind of kind of sitting here kind of it kind of an empty period um, but one thing that we yeah we're going to kind of get into today a, a bit is a little talk a little bit of of recruiting and a, yeah a little bit of just like even NFL draft stuff which is kind of rolling around now that's kind of where yeah players that are leaving um, some of our universities and players that maybe we thought were going to do a little bit better at the next level. And I think, I think it's a really interesting conversation. Like as, as college fans, um, you, you watch a guy play and you're like that guy can't miss, he really can't miss at the next level. And then it doesn't always turn out that way. So yeah, this should be fun.
0: Yeah. So kind of our main topic, you were sort of leading into it there, but our main topic is players that we were wrong about. And this is kind of open-ended. I think um, probably the easiest one to talk about are, are the ones that, like college players that we expected to hit or to not be good in, in the NFL and, and where we were wrong on those. I also went with a few players that I thought would be different in college, one way or another, than they ended up being. Um, Ashton, like, I guess you, you were talking, you were telling me you kind of went mostly with like players that you expected to um, translate the NFL. Um, is that kind of where you went with it most, mostly?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is. Like the, the list I made wasn't and not just super extensive, just players that that felt like home runs and mm-hmm. like watching them play in college. It's like like that's an NFL guy. Like there's a, there's no chance he doesn't work out. Right. And then you see him get to the next level like he gets drafted he gets on an NFL team and, it, and and it's either he's just a little slower than what you thought or like. Yeah, maybe like the 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 hunger is not there anymore. Like I don't yeah. I don't know what it is. Like I think it's different things for for everyone. And I I mean the most famous one is is going to be Johnny Manziel, right? Like like the guy <laughs> that was I mean he's a high spin winner, right? Like that you and he had a really good arm and he was drafted very high and then he yeah made the NFL and, and didn't even really seem like he cared anymore at that point. So mm-hmm. yeah, that that was kind of kind of where I kind of went with the list.
0: Yeah, I, I guess to kind of preface everything, I'll, I'll say that we we tend to rag a lot on NFL GMs and and the sure. mock draft experts and all all of that, and probably for good reason. Like I think I do think that as college fans that pay attention, we do we are able to see some of those in, inconsistencies in what they what they do. That being said, like we are also wrong um, from time to time, and so like this is just kind of our own accountability I guess of uh, where have we been wrong you mentioned Johnny Manziel was that a guy that you expected to pan out in the NFL maybe maybe I
1: mean because like you see him go up against really good defenses in in college and and by the way i do want to say like it wasn't that he physically couldn't do it in the nfl it it, i mean yeah he had a lot of off the field stuff which by the, i mean yeah that's it's it's still the same thing like he was still a bust but Mm -hmm. like it wasn't that he suddenly got slower or suddenly couldn't make the throw anymore he just like he clearly wasn't studying as much and like jamarcus russell like remember like way back the old lsu quarterback yeah. Uh, that got drafted by Oakland because he could throw the ball kind of like Joe Milton I think Jamarcus Russell was the first Joe Milton like he could he could throw a football <laughs> like 110 yards and kind of do whatever he needed to do and then yeah he like never even read his playbook it turned out so yeah stuff like that I one name that I just it keeps coming back this is probably the most memorable for me is Trent Richardson the running back yes. guy out of Alabama uh, that guy when in college he, he was a can't miss prospect. Not, not only was he faster, but he was also like so big and strong, uh, like at, and, and to be able to move that fast at that size was like, there's, of course he's like, that's a sure fire. Like there's no way that he misses in the NFL. And yeah, like of all the Alabama running backs, like there's a lot of Bama running backs that have had success. He was like one of the few that didn't, which was very surprising to me.
0: Yeah. He's definitely on my list too. I, I think I, probably had as much faith in him as far as Alabama running backs, as I did any of all of the great running backs that have come, come through Alabama. I just thought that he was just different. Like the way he moved some of his jump cuts and, and was just an absolute beast in college and goes to the NFL. And it was like, he was a completely different player. Um, zero vision at all. Um, yeah, that was a shock to me for sure. Um, I have a couple Notre Dame players on my list just because obviously you pay attention closer to the school that you follow. Did you have any Georgia players that stood out to you as, is like, man, you really thought this guy would be better in the NFL? Well,
1: I had, yeah, well, like, there was one, I, I'll be honest. I didn't, I didn't think that Nick Chubb would do well at the NFL level. Oh, okay. I, um, Nick, Nick Chubb and Sonny Michelle, um, they came, they they came into college in the same class and they stayed like for the full four years. Right. And so mm-hmm. they both, he got drafted the same year. And it was commonly thought that like, well, okay, Chubb's a little bit better of a college runner, but Michelle with like his hands and with the way the NFL is going, he's a better pass catcher, a little bit quicker, shiftier. He's going to be the better NFL back. Whereas Chubb will be just kind of slow. Um, and it turns out like Chubb can absolutely fly. Like he can yeah. absolutely <laughs> fly. And, and so Nick Chubb has, I mean, he's one of the best running backs in the NFL. I think he's the rushing leader a couple of times. So like, yeah. And, and Michelle's not had a bad career, but like he's, he's not, yeah, nowhere close to Chubb. And like that was interesting for me. I, I was just wrong. Like I, I just missed on that one, which is, uh, yeah, it definitely watching them play. It always seemed that way. Like Michelle's the more polished NFL back. And that just wasn't true.
0: Sure. So for, I talked about Notre Dame players. The one, the one that I was probably the most wrong about was Jimmy Clausen, um, the quarterback who his junior year at Notre Dame, I think he threw, 26 touchdowns to four interceptions and at least two of his interceptions like were completely the receiver's fault. Like he was just the most accurate quarterback I had ever seen to that point and go and goes to the NFL and was just terrible from day one. was on the Panthers yeah. started for most of his rookie year and they didn't uh, did absolutely nothing. And the next year they drafted Cam Newton. And, and before long, he was out of the league. Um, I expected yeah. his accuracy to be, Kind of a calling card where he would at least be a good NFL quarterback um but he he didn't really have great leadership skills um didn't didn't have a good frame um couldn't really move in the pocket well and yeah it was just a complete bust um second mm. round picks so it's not like he was expected to be some great player, but I personally expected him to to pan out and he did not um I don't even know like how much do you even remember of him? You probably don't really. Very little. Yeah, very little.
1: I remember I just a, a yeah, a few few things about him, but yeah, not much. Sure. There's the the whole thing of of and I think it's a little maybe a little bit unfair to some of these players that leave college when they do go to the NFL. I I think a lot of it has to do with the system that they go into, especially with like, sure. quarterback's and sure. even receivers you can say that that there are some offenses, okay. Like Brock Purdy goes to the to the Niners, right? He gets in the Shanahan offense. He looks fantastic, right? He looks really, really good. Now, part of it's him being good, but part of it is the system is very, very helpful to right. him. Like these, like he's yeah, he's very much making the easy reads, and it's it's there for him. You can tell like he's very well coached. He's very comfortable um, in that system. Whereas, yeah, like some of the Jaguars' quarterbacks they took, like they, I think they took like Blaine Gabbert, like Blaine. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not that he was great, but like, he didn't have a chance. Like he's going to the Jaguars who weren't really great anyway. Like, yeah. All, all the Browns quarterbacks, like over the years, that, like they go through there's like, so many and like you, like they, these quarterbacks, maybe they're not even that bad. They just don't have a chance. Like they don't really yeah. have a shot. Like, yeah. With, with the coaching that's there. I, I think it's with receivers too. Um, Yeah. There's like, you remember John Ross, like I, he still holds the record for the best 40 time with the Bengals he could have been used better. Like, I'm not saying like, sure. They got too enamored with his 40 time. Like I understand that, but he could have been used more creatively. Like he was like five years too early to where like, they weren't running the jet sweeps and the quick screens as much, you know, like, and if he say he got in his, like an an Andy Reed system or a Shanahan system, like, I think he'd be used better. I do. So yeah. Some of it's a little unfair, Just to like, just kind of the system, and yeah, there's certain organizations, and we all know them uh, that just don't develop, like the Detroit Lions. Uh, Yeah, there's it's that's just kind of how it is.
0: Yeah, another quarterback that I really expected to be great in the NFL, and he he was very good as a rookie, and then you could say it was mostly injuries, but still, I expected more out more out of this guy. Was Robert Griffin the third? Loved the way he played at Baylor. Threw a beautiful deep ball. Um, came to the NFL and actually, I believe led the Redskins to the to the playoffs as a rookie. And I, I think even was like setting records as a rookie for um, I forget was it passer rating by a rookie or something like that. Um, but was was very good. Had had an injury and never really was able to get it back. Um, but I, I felt I thought that his arm. Would be able to compensate for the the kind of knee injury he had, but it seemed like when he lost his his athleticism, um, he just wasn't able to do it, and so that that to me was a shock. Um, hmm. yeah.
1: There's the the quarterbacks alone. Like this whole list, we could go only yeah. on quarterbacks. Like there's, there's most so of mine many. are quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going, and then I, then I'll I'll pop in with some.
0: Yeah. So my next three are actually receivers, okay. and. Two of them, it's a little unfair because they were both solid. The one is still in the league. Um, both mm. of these guys had had a 1,000-yard season in the NFL. Um, Michael Floyd and Sammy Watkins. So Michael Floyd from Notre Dame, Sammy Watkins from Clemson. Watkins yeah. still in the league. Um, and Floyd, yeah. like like I mentioned, had a 1,000-yard season. Watkins yeah. had a 1,000-yard season and has been solid. I expected both of them to be like legit number one receivers. Um, just the way they played in college, they both were explosive. I thought in college, um, I think they were both faster in college than than what they ended up being. Um, and then the third the third receiver on my list is Corey Coleman from from Baylor. I think that was probably the system, but he was great in college, just incredible. Won the and has basically did absolutely nothing in the NFL. <laughs> the uh, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to say that that's
1: unfair to some of those guys. Okay, Watkins has had a, a nice career. Yeah, he like, has. Like,
0: and yeah, he's not been the the. Yeah, i'm yeah, he's had a nice I career. Have, I would have expected him to have a, a career more like DeAndre Hopkins had uh, for another Clemson receiver. Like to me, I, my, in my yeah. mind, I would have expected their careers to be switched in the NFL. Hmm. But um, I'm going to throw this one out
1: here. Um, let's go with jake locker you remember the uh, washington quarterback Mm -hmm. um there was one year i think he was going to go number one overall he decides to come to return to college for Mm -hmm. one for his senior year i guess and yeah never gets never gets back to it never never yeah i think he got drafted like i don't know in the 10 to 15 range and he never really worked out like it was yeah it he had the a spiral that could dent titanium, I think was the Sports (laughs) Illustrated article. And um, yeah, never really worked out for him. He went to the Titans and like, that's one of those franchises, man. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, that's not really, they're not all known for that. So like developing is not really their thing, at least not quarterbacks.
0: I was actually not surprised by him being a bust. He, he lost to the worst defense in Notre Dame history. So I actually watched him um, in college. Same same with uh, Mark Sanchez. I don't think he lost, but he got mm. intercepted twice by one of the worst defenses in Notre Dame history. And both of those guys were players that I did not expect to be good. And that was just based on my own tiny little sample size of watching them. So, yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't actually have great reasoning, probably, for thinking they would be busts. I just wasn't surprised, and I guess I got lucky on those for my own personal evaluation. So, okay, I thought that Reggie Bush – would it would have been a better
1: nfl back Same, like it's this it's kind of the thing where maybe if he was a couple of years later like you know what i mean kind of like if he was in a more modern offense it might work cj spiller another one kind Mm -hmm. of the same vein um super quick shifty good pass catchers spiller and bush never really did that much like in at the at the pro level but they were so dynamic in college it was yeah it seemed like it was a product of being in a bad system potentially because those guys had all the talent in the world or, or, or was it, or, or was, maybe they were just a little bit gimmicky in college. You know what I mean? Like, like maybe it wasn't just a bad system. Maybe they, maybe they were in some fairly gimmicky offenses. Right. I think, and,
0: I think they both did a lot because of their pure speed and athleticism. And mm-hmm when they got to the NFL, they didn't have that huge edge over defenses the way they had in college, just based on pure speed and and shiftiness, mm. where, where kind of the, the athlete in the NFL was a little closer to what they were, and they yeah. couldn't, quite, couldn't quite adjust.
1: Tavon Austin, are we ready yeah. to go there? Um, Tavon Austin, I thought, was going to be a home run Right. and mainly it's cuz he had just a fantastic 6 minute highlight video mm-hmm. that is still one of the most watched on youtube uh, he was yeah so great so absolutely fantastic um
0: yeah i think and that's he, kind of the similar vein of of the Reggie Bush and CJ Spiller thing where he was just a cheat code in college yeah, the shiftiness and the speed and then when you get to the nfl and the athletes are a little closer to what you are he didn't have another thing to use really to, 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 adjust for it.
1: What about, and and I won't really, I won't really call this one a bust as much, but someone that you saw get nicked up by injuries and never got back to where they should have been or where they could have been. My mind goes to Todd Gurley, like Todd mm-hmm. Gurley with the Rams was going to be like, I mean, he already was, he was the best running back in the league for the first, I was it three years with the Rams and then, yeah, like he has, he, he has some, some, I think it was, I think it was a couple of knee surgeries maybe. And yeah, he cl- clearly was never back. He's, he's obviously not been back to where he was, but that guy, if he doesn't have injuries is, I mean, hall of famer, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he, he would have that type of career. Whereas now he had a really good four year stretch mm-hmm. and that was kind of about it. It like tailed off after that.
0: I, I tend to think that if you get four really good years out of a running back, that's about all you can <laughs> actually plan on. Like, yeah, you could say the same thing about Ezekiel Elliott or and, and this is where yeah. I'm worried I'm worried as a Colts fan about Jonathan Taylor who put up tons of carries in college and has been doing great things in the NFL but man, like I how long can that last for running back? It's pretty it's a pretty rare running back that can really last for more hmm. than about 4 to 7 years. No.
1: Yeah. So, so you think there's just like a shelf life, like a, just a, a smaller shelf life for like a, an NFL bag?
0: Typically, typically. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Like Arian Foster was that guy for a while, like yeah. for the Texans. You remember, like, if you have fantasy football, you know who Arian Foster is. And yeah, that like, and then it like, it just goes away so quick. I was shocked to see Zeke go downhill so fast. Yep. Like this past year, he's not getting any of like the third down touches anymore. You know what I mean? Like he's not he's not the guy that he used to be. It was
0: mm-hmm. shocking. First time that I really noticed like it was super evident this year. Mm-hmm. Okay, my next two guys on my list that I was just absolutely wrong about, sticking with the quarterback theme. And these guys were in the same draft. Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen. I expected Baker Mayfield to be really good. I expected Josh Allen to be a to be just an absolute bust. <laughs> and and as a, as rookies, like I was like, I felt like I was confirmed in my thinking on that. And then Baker Mayfield completely tanked after his rookie year and Josh Allen figured out how to be accurate and read defenses. And here we are. So I, as far, as much as anybody on this list, I think those are probably the two that I was the most wrong about.
1: Did you have a bet?
0: I did with your brother. Did you? uh, (laughs) And what what was that one? So we just bet 20 bucks on which quarterback would be better after five years in the NFL. Um, Oh, I gotcha. And at the time we made the bet, Allen was going number one in most mock drafts to the Browns. And I expected him to go to the Browns. And I, I, I'll always wonder Like if Baker Mayfield had not gone to the Browns, if Josh Allen had gone to the Browns, like how would it have worked out? I don't know. Like, obviously that's, I'm not going to say that I would have been right. I'm just saying that it's interesting how that can turn out. Um, And it makes you wonder. (laughs) No doubt. The, yes, the, it's
1: so, yeah, I, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know what causes that, like what causes some franchises just to absolutely destroy young quarterbacks. But there's no doubt like there's graveyards, certain graveyards for quarterbacks. You know what I think is amazing is how like Matthew Stafford stuck at Detroit for that long and mm-hmm. didn't get swallowed up by just the Lions. You know what I mean? Like. I think there's so many quarterbacks that just get swallowed up. And then, yeah, the second Stafford gets out, he goes to the Rams and wins the Super Bowl the next year. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah.
0: I have one more on my NFL list that I'm not ready to admit yet that I'm wrong, but I'm ready to admit that there's a chance I will be wrong. It's TBD okay. out there. Daniel hmm. Jones. I did not think Daniel Jones would last, frankly, as long as he has. And for yeah. the first three years of his career or whatever, like I, I was – not surprised at all by the way he played. I thought that was about what to expect from him. And then last year, with Brian Dable coming in there to the Giants, all of a sudden he looked like a competent quarterback. And yeah. and I have to consider the possibility that I could, could end up being wrong on that one. He just signed a really long contract. So he's yeah. going to be
1: around for a while. Yeah. No, I, I'm i not willing to go there yet either. I still mm-hmm. think that you give him two ba- – really just like a – really one bad year in New, in New York, I think he'll be out. But yeah, no, I, I agree. He is, he's surprised. We can say that. He is sure. surprised. Um, yeah, with the Giants, which I think is kind of a, like, it's kind of a hard place to do it, you know, like in New York for a young quarterback. So yeah, I, that was one that you're just like, wow, I, I really missed on because <laughs> there's no chance that I would have drafted Daniel Jones as a GM. Zero exactly.
0: <laughs> do you have any others that are on your list that you were wrong about?
1: The, I, I was looking through a couple of them. These are some some guys that I didn't think were going to be good at all. And kind of impressed. I did not think that the Boses were going to be any good oh. in in at the NFL level. I, okay, when I say not any good, I didn't think they were going to be at the level that they are now. I thought they would be decent pass rushers, but these guys are fantastic. Like, I mean, they're like really, really good. Um, and they both are. I like, like, I was wrong on both. So, <laughs> yeah, that, that was one that I'm just like, yeah, I I didn't see that trans. I didn't see the 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 rush ability translate um, to the NFL as well as an ass. So yeah, that was one that I, I, I missed for pretty good.
0: Okay. I have the rest of my list is all, uh, players I was wrong about in college specifically. Okay. Do you have, do you have any more on the NFL side before we switch over to college? No, I'm, I'm ready to go to college. I, I was going to get,
1: I mean, we, you can get way into the weeds. I was going to bring up like guys, like I was Vince young, you know, sure. like Matt liner back in the day um but yeah that's that's a long time ago that was when i very like 2005 like i just started watching football at that time yeah i i thought vince young was going to be the answer i really did he's like i thought he was michael vick with a better arm (laughs) and turns out not so much but yeah yeah like guys like that it's um yeah is it a dice roll do you think it's just a dice roll really
0: at quarterback especially i would say mostly yes like I do tend to think that it's more common to think a quarterback will be good and then it not turn out that way than to think that this quarterback sucks and then be proven wrong. Like Hmm. I mentioned Josh Allen and maybe Daniel Jones. Like those are the only guys I could really think of that I was like first round quarterbacks who I think are probably overrated and then they actually maybe weren't. And Josh Allen is really the only one for sure. Mm -hmm. There's, Mm -hmm. there's been a number of quarterbacks who went in the first round that I was like, Oh, that guy could be pretty good. And then he's not. Um, But yeah, quarterback is the toughest one.
1: Who from this year, like, like for this, this, this class here, like we've talked about the five quarterbacks um, at length, right? Like, so like, and we we don't really like Lev, Levis or Richardson, and we think that Hendon Hooker's a little underrated. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so maybe like Levis comes out and just lights the world on fire. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like is like there's a possibility that happens, even though like Hendon Hooker was clearly the better quarterback for two full years at Tennessee. He was clearly the right. better quarterback, and no one will really really listen to me when I say that. Maybe they maybe they're seeing things that we're not, and maybe the Colts mm-hmm. will take Richardson or Levis at four. There's a mm-hmm. chance.
0: Yeah, I mean those are definitely the obvious options for this year because I think we both feel like Bryce Young and CJ Stroud will be good quarterbacks. Yeah. And and I guess my personal feeling would be that I think Anthony Richardson and Will Levis will probably never be good starters in the NFL. And Hennon right. Hooker to me feels like a guy who maybe it's a fifty fifty shot. Like I don't have a strong feeling on that. But to me I have a I have a better feeling about him having a chance than I do Will Levis for sure, and maybe Anthony mm. Richardson. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Like, Hmm. you do you view it it differently than I do? What I just laid out
1: there? No, no, that's 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 the same. There's there's definitely a gap after one and two. Like for me, you you could convince me of Stroud over Bryce Young, like just because he's bigger. Like you could convince me. Like the gap, there's a gap for me, but it's not a huge gap. And then there's a large drop off. Yeah, a large drop off for me. Um and, and I would rather trust my franchise with Hen and Hooker. I would like that would be my guy. If I couldn't get Stroud or, or, or Young, I'll go with Henn and Hooker. But you do have to understand that if, if Levis or Richardson makes it work in the right place that's the kind of that's the guy that can get you fired you know what i mean like that's the guy that could be patrick mahomes in two years like he could like that's that's the type of talent that that they do have so yeah you need i think you have to take that into account i think it can be kind of tricky as a gm
0: right okay so for some college guys that i was wrong about the number one guy on the list not not in terms of like when this happened or whatever but just the one that I was probably the most wrong about Stetson Bennett, Georgia's quarterback, who is now a two-time national champion. I did not see it. Um, (laughs) I just didn't see it. And I know we've talked about it at length on this podcast. And I know he had incredible um, players Uh, around him, had an incredible supporting cast about as good as you could hope for. But quite frankly, he balled out the last two years when it mattered. And I did not see that coming. Um, I I think I was probably more wrong about him than anybody else. Uh,
1: I was right with you.
0: I I was (laughs) very, very upset that that guy got
1: the nod to start. This was the beginning of last year. If you remember, JT Daniels was the starter two years ago for Georgia. Just started out the season against Clemson. He starts, he gets hurt. And we put Stetson in. I never, I didn't understand it. It made me very upset. It Very upset. Because I had seen him a bit before. I had watched him even play high school ball. Like, I've watched Stetson for a long time. He's he's, yeah, he's born here in my town. Like, I, I know who he is. Was not a fan at all. Like, and I got better. Like, like, it's okay to say that. Like, he got so much better in his time there. And yeah, by the end of it, like, the... In big games, Stetson Bennett outplayed big-time quarterbacks. Like, you look at the first-rounders, he beat C.J. Stroud head-to-head. He beat Henry Hooker twice, Will Levis twice, Richardson twice. He beat Bryce Young once. Like, and he won two championships. Like, and he beat those guys to do it. So, yeah, I – it's okay to be wrong, (laughs) I guess. Like, it is okay to be wrong, but, man, that one – I didn't see it coming. Just, yeah, couldn't have been more wrong there.
0: So – Switching over to Notre Dame, I, I, I have a few for Notre Dame in college that were uh, kind of on the, the other way, where I thought they would be um, – well, no, I have one that was ended up being a positive and one that ended up being a negative. I'll start with the positive one. Harrison Smith, who has been an all-pro safety in the NFL for a long time. Yeah. In 2009, Harrison Smith played linebacker on Charlie Weiss's last Notre Dame team and became the absolute poster child for missed tackles (laughs) and we notre dame fans just could not stand him i i remember (laughs) yelling at the tv over and over and over again because (laughs) harrison smith once again was screwing up somehow it came to the it was it was to the point where the offense could mess up and we would jokingly blame it on harrison smith that's how bad it was the next year brian kelly takes over as their coach they move him to safety and he has like seven interceptions and eventually right. became a first-round pick and and a long time pro bowl safety um yeah so that was a guy that i did not see him ever even getting close to drafted or even being a good starter in college and he blew out all expectations that i had for him i was completely wrong um so that would that's a positive story right congrats to that guy um the, the other side of the equation, um, the other Notre Dame player I'll mention is Brandon Wimbush. Um, and this is where falling in love with a high school recruits tape, <laughs> highlight tape, I should say, can be very dangerous. Brandon Wimbush yeah. was a borderline five star recruit. Um, they flipped him from Penn State. And, and just watching his high school highlights, it was just ridiculous. Um, throwing and running, just a freak. And you know the the problem is with a highlight tape, you just see the good stuff right right, and he had some good stuff in college for Notre Dame, but you didn't see like the fifty five percent completion percentage or whatever and and I just expected him to be like the Heisman contender type of quarterback, and he was always like kind of a placeholder type of quarterback where he could hmm. run and you could trust him to complete about fifty percent of his passes um. Yeah, so I forgot. Yeah, I forgot a lot about
1: Wimbush. He yeah. was the guy there. Yeah, I forgot you guys were really jacked up about about Wimbush
0: for a while. Yeah, he was kind of your anti Stetson Bennett, highly highly recruited, <laughs> flashed a few things, but you just you just never got what you wanted out of him. Um, and that's mm-hmm. probably because he had undue expectations. Because we saw the highlights and didn't focus as much on the rest of the tape. Probably the way we sure. should have. Sure.
1: What about what about some guys that are like in college now? Yeah, Notre Dame or otherwise. I I had a couple of names just kind of off off the list. Recruits that come in, five-star recruits, they they come in and and there's there's a lot there because we get to see these these recruits so much anymore before they actually get to college. You have like the the All-American games, like the mm-hmm. the Under Armour game, the the Army game and and you, they also have like the elite 11 for quarterbacks or like the opening like you get to watch a lot of these guys before they ever get, get to college Julian Fleming the receiver for Ohio oh, State yeah. um the the five star he's and and it's maybe a little unfair because the guys he's playing there with but like i expected a lot more from him he was he was um the one of the no he was he was the top receiver recruit um in his year this is in 2020 when when he came out like he's just kind of he's been eh. He's been okay. He's mm-hmm. been, he's been just okay. And, and yeah, maybe you expect him just to kind of get there and pop because simply all the, all the other receivers that they have there do. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's, there's a couple of names that you can look in there and find that guys that should be doing better than what
0: they are. Sure. I, the one that I thought of that's still in college is DJ Uyunglele. And I'm not ready mm-hmm. to stick a fork in him just yet. Like, I think he's got a chance to be really good for Oregon state. But this was a guy who was neck and neck with Bryce Young as as the top recruit in the country, yeah. and and the I should say this as well, not just based on him as a recruit, but based on the way he played against Notre Dame as a true freshman in 2020. Sure. Notre yeah. Dame won the game, but DJU put up more passing yards in Notre Dame Stadium than any other opposing quarterback in history. Like mm-hmm. he, he looked like the absolute next great quarterback out of Clemson. Right, right after Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence, DJ was supposed to be the next guy and he was playing like it. And I remember talking to Clemson fans after the game, like, well, looks like you guys got your next stud. Like, like it was just that obvious to me. And then the last couple of years, it just hasn't been that way. And I think a lot of the blame goes on Clemson's um, coaching staff, but he also did not play the way I expected him to. I was definitely wrong about what we would see from him the last couple of years.
1: What about, what about Quinn Ewers? Like, what's the, what's the take on him? Because, like, he has transferred, um, goes, yeah. So, like, the number one overall recruit, by the mm-hmm. way, um, in his year is at, at Ohio State, and he sits, right? Because he still technically should have been a senior in college, right? Like, he's young. He, he went in early. I mean, sorry, a senior in high school. The, like, when he got to Ohio State, he was very young. And we knew that he wasn't going to start. Like, it was kind of, everyone kind of knew that. Like, he's too young to start. But still having a full year of not – getting any playing time then you go to texas for a year and i mean we can be honest he had some games where he looked fantastic the first half of the alabama game he looked great and then the rest of the year it was a lot of hit and miss like sometimes he was and sometimes he absolutely was not so you've got arch manning right in there behind him like what i just once a guy starts transferring and bouncing from school to school like a former five-star and yeah he can keep on transferring because he was a former five-star but he's not actually that good. <laughs> like, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like he never actually catches on. And so for me, it's kind of a sign that when a quarterback keeps bouncing from school to school, like, well, he, that means he's losing the job. Like that means mm-hmm. he's not the guy. So like, like what do you think like, of yours? Cause I think he could get there to bust territory very quickly.
0: Absolutely. It feels like he, there's a path for him to be Joe Burrow and there's a path for him to be JT Daniels. Like, Yeah, it's or Tate Martell. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I definitely. I would I would feel very much like he's in wait and see mode or I'm in wait and see mode with him. I'm not ready to say one way or another what he is, because I I really don't know. Like like you said, we did see some good things out of him. We also saw some bad. And yeah, to me, he's one of the quarterbacks to watch this upcoming season. He's also not somebody that I had a definitive opinion on. So I don't know that I can necessarily say that I was wrong one way or another because I just never had a very strong opinion on him one way or another. Um, yeah, which is a little more mm-hmm. what I tried to focus on was players that stood out to me either as this guy is really good or this guy is really bad, and or this guy's overrated. Maybe is a better way to put it. And mm-hmm. and where I was wrong on those two quarterbacks, I'll mention these last just two more guys on my list. These were both guys that I thought were not all that great in college and turned out to be very good college players the one guy you were completely on the opposite side of you, you nailed this one i did not joe burrow i thought was overrated as the lsu quarterback he started two years there the first year i was like what is what is the hype about what and then mm-hmm. before his second year he was getting a lot lots of, lsu was getting lots of hype about well i don't know that a lot of people were saying national title contender but a lot of people had them in their top 10 you mm-hmm. were maybe the exception. Like you were very high on LSU. I was not. I did not expect that. Um, so props to you on that one. I was completely wrong about Joe Burrow. I did like that he was he was the number one pick. After I saw him play like that, I'm not surprised that he's a good NFL quarterback. I just did not see it going into that year.
1: Joe Burrow made me a lot of money.
0: I'll be yeah. honest. Uh,
1: 20, 2019 LSU made me a lot of money. Um, felt really good about, yeah, Burrow and and just like that, that team as a whole, but it, it is a, I, I think certain players have a different, like just mental makeup and, mm-hmm. and certain, yeah, certain, certain players from certain schemes do adapt better to the NFL. Like I, I think that's a fact and there's, there was, there was no question that Burrow, especially, yeah, like, that the the last couple of games that he played um in college uh for joe burrow like there was he was on a different level like he had already he was he was so far ahead of everyone else by the way like trevor lawrence is the guy that he beat trevor lawrence is a fantastic pro as well like they played in a championship game and, and it's not like joe yeah it's not like like trevor lawrence was just a bum but burrow took himself just to a different stratosphere like he just started playing like it was just something else like he it wasn't of this world, what he was doing. And for those couple of games, um, yeah, there's, do, do you, you say you have one more other than Burrow?
0: Yeah. So the other one is Kenny Pickett. I think I referred to him at one point as basically the most average, not good, not bad, just the most average college quarterback you could imagine. And then immediately the next season he had his his last year at Pitt where he, he was like one of the best quarterbacks in college and was eventually the only first round quarterback in the NFL draft. Um, so it's not like he was amazing, like Heisman winner necessarily, but he was pretty close. And I had just called him like, basically I was just saying, he's the most average quarterback you could imagine.
1: (laughs) He had a decent first year rookie year in the NFL as well. Like it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't bad. Um, it wasn't fantastic, but definitely something to build on for him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, any takeaways just kind of from looking at your list of of players you're wrong on for me like obviously most of them are quarterbacks just because those are probably the ones we have the most opinions about and the ones that are the hardest to actually evaluate yeah and i also it was interesting to me i had several college quarterbacks that ended up being a lot better than i expected i only had like one really nfl quarterback that that ended up being better than i than i expected it's almost like It's not unusual for a quarterback to take a big leap, but it usually happens in college, not not as much in the NFL. Yeah. Um, Those are kind of my takeaways. What what did you take away from just looking at your list?
1: If if I was an NFL GM, like we're just going to go ahead and like if if I was an NFL GM, I would draft a whole bunch of Alabama players and Georgia players <laughs> like, and and they do, they do bust like they do. Like there's a number of them that do bust, but like, say you're like the, the Lions or the Browns, like we've kind of picked on them teams that haven't had success in a really long time. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: what, like what do you have to lose by bringing these guys in? You already know that they're, they're used to winning. They bring a great culture along with them and they always have fantastic measurables. You know what I mean? Like Georgia players test just off the charts at at every single combine event, right? Yeah. Like I don't, I don't, I don't understand why, like why you wouldn't just go draft a whole bunch of them. (laughs) Like, like, let's just get every single Alabama player that we can possibly get because they do have a lot of success in the pros and Ohio state. Another one, like you could throw in like Ohio state. There's a lot of Ohio state players that do very, very well at the next level. So like, or a Penn state defender, like, you know, like Penn state has just good defense. Like I would just pick like four schools and just like draft, like only those guys. Cause it feels like they bust just
0: like a little less than everyone else. I do think that, I don't know if I'd go quite to that extent, but I do feel like quarterback though, would be kind of the exception.
1: Sure. Um, yes. Correct. correct.
0: Agreed. Qu- quarterback feels like a lot more of a crapshoot to me. Um, yep. And then you also like, you'll still have your Trent Richardson like just out of the blue. And, and uh, who was that offensive lineman? Isaiah something from Georgia, who was a first round pick. Isaiah Isaiah Wilson, Wilson. which is just like, but maybe those are the exception that kind of proves the rule. Like typically you take the, the big hulking Georgia offensive lineman, you're going to be okay. The big beast Alabama running back usually is going to work out. Right. Um, But yeah, I, I think probably another lesson, and we've talked about this plenty is, quarterback is just really hard to figure out man like it's just yeah. really hard
1: yeah no i agree you hear the uh the story from i think it was uh jamarcus russell when he got drafted by the raiders um they they gave him a playbook and i think they they taped like a 20 bill to like the last page and uh-huh. and like so he's like yeah yeah like you read the playbook like yeah yeah went cover to cover and they're like oh did you see what was on the last page he was like yeah i saw what was there and they then they like asked for the money he like he didn't know there was money on the last <laughs> page he he hadn't read the playbook like some of it some of it's not just measurables. like sure. i think especially like with quarterback like there's so much and and the decision making too is i think just crazy i think decision making if you can get a guy that's a very quick like he just has an exceptional like release of the football and he makes like quick decisions I think that translates the best. And I don't, I don't know if you can really even quantify like how quick someone's decision-making is all the time. So yeah, it's I, Trevor Lawrence, not, not surprised at all that he's having success. Justin Fields may be a little bit more surprised. Sure. Like, like they're both kind of the, yeah, they both have fantastic arms. It was just, I didn't, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know that Fields would still be able to do that.
0: I, I'm a little surprised, actually, that Field isn't better. I don't know if that's – maybe you were thinking the opposite way. Yeah. I, I'm i shocked at how it seems like he lost accuracy in the NFL um, compared to what he was in college. And hmm. I still have hope, like, because, I mean, the Bears clearly, they, they just picked him over Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, who they could have had with the number one pick. They're choosing yeah. to believe in him. And I think they might have something there. Like I, I really do think he might end up being pretty good. I don't so, know but
1: so he's they, gonna be the first Ohio State quarterback to ever be any
0: good in the NFL, pretty much, is what we're saying. Maybe, but I, I think that's such an overrated thing. Like I, I just especially a quarterback.
1: Mm.
0: I mean, who's well, Aaron Rodgers is from Cal and yeah. Jared Goff, Patrick Mahomes is from Texas tech and they, you know, who's the other good Texas tech quarterback in the NFL? Like <laughs> name, name him. Like I, sure. I just feel like when it comes to quarterback, especially. Yeah. Focus more on the player and less on the school he came from is my thought.
1: Fair. Yeah, no, I agree. I quote with, with quarterback you pretty much just draft as many as you can and just roll the dice. Um, and then, <laughs> with, and then like, with all your other players, your other 21 starters, you're trying to draft from like certain, a certain,
0: from certain schools or like, yeah, certain, um, yeah, certain profiles. So I, the way I view quarterback is you can never know 100%, like with certainty, that a guy will be a hit. But it does feel like you can eliminate guys as options. Like, uh, like okay. if you're smart, like, okay, so maybe, yeah, you probably would have, if you eliminate based on what they did in college, you would have eliminated Josh Allen. Yeah. But he, again, I think he's the exception where most of the guys that were not good in college, if you eliminate them from first round consideration, you're improving your chances at least.
1: Um, Josh Allen's going to get a lot of NFL GMs fired. I think, yes. and it's because they're going to be trying to find the next one. Um, they're going yep. to, be, yeah, everyone's going to be trying to find the next, uh, the next gunslinger. Yeah, like him or Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, agreed. There's, there's, there's no exact science to it. Do we want to talk any more about um, recruiting? For like, we had a bit of recruiting news, um, that that's happened recently. You want to hit on that a little bit?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, recruiting. So probably the biggest news recently. I don't know if this is what you were thinking of, but Jaden Davis, five-star quarterback in the class of 24, commits to Michigan um big huge get for them um michigan we've talked a lot about them not recruiting really at a top five level but hitting the portal hard and if you can continue to recruit quarterback at at this level like that that can cover up a lot of warts elsewhere um how big is this for michigan in your opinion
1: huge had to have it like had to have it the you can you can kind of get away with um recruiting at a, at a at a decent level um and still being in the championship conversation if you're hitting on your five-star quarterbacks with regularity and they seem to yeah. be doing that like jj mccarthy is the one that they have there now and like he's a hit for them like that's working um he had a good year last year and he's he's going to be the guy again this year and if you can like replace that and bring Jaden davis right in to be the next guy up Like, I'll just say this Michigan currently has a higher rated quarterback commit than Ohio state does big deal. That's a big deal. Mm -hmm. Like there's yeah. Like that, that was surprising. I I will be honest. It was a bit surprising to see, but you can kind of follow that Clemson mold where you Mm -hmm. go get a five-star or a a high profile quarterback and kind of build the rest of your team around that guy. You can win championships like that. Clemson has proven.
0: I was just going to ask you about that. It feels like they're kind of following that Clemson path where not quite the top five recruiting classes, but really good quarterback play and then some really good defenders. Right, right. I, I do wonder if, like, I still feel like Michigan doesn't quite have the freaks on the defensive line that Clemson had. And maybe yeah. that's maybe that's the difference between actually winning the title and making the playoff. Because to me, Michigan has, obviously, they've made the playoffs two years in a row. Mm-hmm. I'm still a little skeptical that they can actually get over the hump and win a title unless they take one more step with their recruiting
1: no i agree um like their class their their class for this upcoming year is very good i think they're they're number three right now currently um with the pickup of davis but yeah like like last year's class i think they finished 17th mm-hmm. which is that's very low right like that's yeah. really low it's not it, that's not the clemson model but they had had some some decent years prior to that like 20 21 um, or in 22, they finished like in the top 10 at number nine. Um, like that's that's more the yeah that's more the Clemson model finishing in the top 10 to top five, and then having making sure that you're hitting on that quarterback. Um, sure. because if you do, I think yeah, it does cover up kind of a lot of problems. It's hardball is a goofy guy. I'm surprised that Harbaugh is able to reel in these five-star quarterbacks. Like, (laughs) that is surprising for me. I think they would want to go to, yeah, Oklahoma, USC, somewhere else. They're going, like, Michigan's getting their share, which I think is incredible.
0: Any other recruiting things to talk about, news or otherwise, or just speculation (laughs) that that is on your mind right now?
1: Um, we saw deuce robinson the five-star tight end commit to to usc i don't know if you mentioned that or not but Mm -hmm. the no i mean other than that not really Uh, georgia like trending with dylan rayola uh, for next year yeah currently that's kind of on i think i think so yeah georgia by the way really needs really needs a quarterback haven't taken one in a while yeah. Have you heard anything from spring spring battles anywhere? Have we heard anything about the Ohio State quarterback battle? I have. Ooh. I've watched small clips. I've watched small clips, mm-hmm. and McCord looks fantastic. He looks okay. really good. He looks good. Now they, these are only small little snippets. It's only what they you know allow out. So like they're not going to show you his interception. You know what I'm saying? Right. I think that's interesting. Like, I, it's it's going to be really interesting to see who Ohio State and Alabama has starting at quarterback.
0: Absolutely. I saw, again, like you just see those little clips unless you're really paying attention to individual schools, which I'm sure you hear a lot more about Georgia, and I hear a lot about, a lot more about Notre Dame. But um, I did see uh, Alabama, um, the dual-threat mm-hmm. guy, I forget his name. What's Jalen Milrow. Jalen yeah. Milrow. He dropped an absolute dime in the corner of the end zone. I did see um, that one. That was nice. Yeah. That was a nice throw. Yeah. Obviously, when you see great plays like that in practice, it's not a guarantee of anything, but it does show what they're at least capable of if everything clicks. So I'm sure that's good news for Ohio State and Alabama fans who are just really wondering if they're going to be good at football.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be fun. Next year is going to be a lot of fun. Next year will be the last season of football as we know it and then it's all going to change you know what right. i mean like like we we need to start thinking about that a little bit like conferences are all going to realign we're going to go to the 12 team playoff because like it's just going to be so different it's going to be so weird i'm yeah i i'm going to really enjoy next year because who knows what it's going to look like after that what are you hearing from georgia spring spring ball
0: anything um, or is it all buttoned down
1: <laughs> no it's very buttoned down
0: uh Yeah.
1: Kirby's it's, it's the familiar line. You know, we're going with the guy that gives us the best chance to win. Um, Yeah. We, we we're very confident in all our guys. That's another line there. They'll say we're very confident in all of our guys. Um, No Carson Beck is, he's the leader in the clubhouse Mm -hmm. Um, him. And did you remember Brock Vandegrift, the former five-star they're, they're neck and neck, but it Beck does have maybe a slight leg up. We'll see. Hey, like these, these spring, spring games, are, are coming up for all of these teams by the way mm-hmm. that's going to show a lot i think like who's getting the number one reps who's getting the number twos and yeah and who's running with the with the threes like that's that i mean they rank them you know and so that's yeah. that's very nice it's going to be fun to watch these guys come out in action i think it's going to be yeah it's going to be at very least it's going to be something to keep your eye on like especially at ohio state like a spring game um that's big that's a big deal
0: right I'll just share a little bit what I'm hearing from Notre Dame. Um, Sounds like Sam Hartman is probably the guy, but Tyler Buckner not making it easy. Sounds like he's taking another step up. Um, The running back room is really good. We knew this. The receiver room, pleasantly surprised there. Like I think that was most Notre Dame fans' probably biggest question mark heading into spring ball, and I think that it's been supplanted by some other position groups. I think Mm. they got a lot of young talent there, Um, and it sounds like at least a number of them are playing well in spring remains to be seen. If that lasts into the fall, my biggest question marks from Notre Dame probably are the, are the pass rush and the safeties. Um, Keon Keeley and Peyton Bowen would probably step in and be starters right away. And it would be very nice to have them, <laughs> but yeah.
1: Anything Caleb else? Downs, Caleb Downs is pretty good at Alabama. That safety, that five-star oh, yeah. safety that went there. I've heard he is incredible. Yeah. yeah like he's like that already. Yeah.
0: Yep. Anything else that we should uh cover quickly before we wrap this episode up? No. No. I think that's it for me. Um
1: well, I was going to mention one little thing in the mock draft. You're you're a Colts fan, right? So yes. and we do have some mocks. The Colts are at number 4, right? And that's tricky mm-hmm. this year because of all the quarterbacks. There is an Anthony Richardson mock mm-hmm. out there with Richardson going to the Colts. Mm-hmm. I think that would be fun. I would enjoy that personally. You would not enjoy that as much. I would enjoy that personally if the Colts could somehow take Anthony Richardson.
0: At this point, it's what I expect to happen. Oh, really? Yeah, I do think that's probably the most likely outcome at this point. There's also talk about them being involved um, with Lamar Jackson. I, oh. don't, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, it would probably cost a lot of money and two first-round picks. So I think they're more likely to draft a guy. I think there's still a chance Anthony Richardson goes in one of the top two picks. I think still the more likely thing is that they actually take Bryce Young and CJ Stroud at one and two in some order. Yeah. Yeah. And as they should, by the way, as they should, I the Colts sign Gardner Minshew um, to me, that feels like he's the guy next year while Anthony Richardson sits and learns. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's the plan. Not super stoked about it, but like you said, it will be fun. (laughs) I think I'd rather have that than Will Levis anyway. So, really, really okay, I think so. Yeah, if you're going to take a guy just based on the physical tools, you might as well get the guy with the best physical tools,
1: (laughs) right? Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. Oh, I was, yeah, I'm glad I'm not a diehard like fan of an NFL team and like don't have to care too much. That's that would just be unhandy. That would be very unhandy if my yeah. team was, yeah, flirting with a, a quarterback that you just knew wasn't any good.
0: Yeah, Bummer. there's part of me that wishes that they had not signed Gardner Minshew, and they yeah. would throw Anthony Richardson into the fire right away in year one, and he would either be incredible or he would lead them to a terrible record, and they get Caleb Williams next year.
1: <laughs> yeah, the 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 bad thing like for 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 Richardson is like after Saturday, then they, 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 they play a football game on Sunday, you know what I mean? And like, you can, you can look fantastic on Saturday, but like, and he can throw the ball 75 yards, like, or 80, like he can throw a dart downfield, but like on third and five, he cannot hit the out route. Like there's just no chance that he hits the out route. So like, and I'm sure it's just going to magically get better from college to pro. (laughs) Like it's going to slow down for
0: him um, at the next level. It's going to work out for you guys. He is a player I'm very much hoping I'm wrong about. Put it that way. <laughs> if he ends up being a Colt. So he's not any good.
1: Just spoiler. I'm willing to be wrong. Anthony Richardson's not going to be a good NFL quarterback.
0: Yeah, I would I would bet there that you are correct. Um I would ha- I would bet that there's there will be no one available for the Colts to draft at four that is that has a great chance of being a good a good NFL quarterback. So fair. Yeah. True. Yeah. All right. Well, Anything else before we wrap this up? That's it. Okay, thanks everybody for listening. Um, appreciate the feedback. I know last last week we had a lot of fun with the uh, why college football is better than the NFL. Um, didn't hear a ton of feedback, but heard a little bit, and and it was it was great to hear hear that. Um, yeah, if you're if you're listening on YouTube, subscribe, do the whole thing, like the video. If you're listening on our podcast feed, give us give us a five star review. We really appreciate it. And it helps a lot. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate each one of you. Have a great week and God bless you all.